Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. I'm saying good morning. That's a fucking lie because we'll record this on Sunday evening so that we can get it out nice and early for the Cunters on Monday morning. So yeah, they- after last week, a bit of a muddled yeah. um, release schedule. So we're back on track. We are. Uh, we are literally fresh, really fresh from watching um, a quite stunning FA Cup semi-final Wasn't it? between Wasn't it? Just, I feel wrung out. We, well, we both predicted it would be a good game. We In did. fact, I'm pretty sure you predicted it would end 3-2, but you got it the wrong I way around. Said, well, I said 3-2 to Wolves, but after 90 minutes, yeah. obviously, and it finished 2-2 at right. 90 minutes, so not, yeah, none of us got I think got everyone seemed to have a feeling this was going to be good, and when I tuned in, it was already 1-0, hmm. and I thought that Wolves looked comfortable. Um, I thought, yeah, ah, this isn't going anywhere. And that was at 1-0. Then when they went 2-0, I thought, game over. Yeah. Started to, sort of started to allow myself a little snooze because <laughs> my wife and kids are away. And so I was tempted. You know when, like, you don't, you never have much time to do what you want to do? Yeah, I don't know what that's And like, then yeah. suddenly you get the opportunity and you can't decide. Because there's so many because options. you're blinded by yeah. choice. I had so many options. And obviously, with the family away... The two main options, right at the top of the list, were watch a football match in peace mm. and also have a sleep. And I was caught between <laughs> which I wanted to do more. Because I was lying on the sofa, I was feeling quite sleepy, and I thought the game was pretty much over and done with. So I allowed myself to start to give in to a lovely after... There's n- nothing quite as sweet as a Sunday afternoon <laughs> doze in front of the no, telly, not, is there? It's not. Oh, and I was just giving into it. I was thinking, just give into it, Sam. You won't get another opportunity like this, possibly for years. You'd had a big dinner as and well. You'd I'd had, had a big, big dinner, dinner at my mum's. Well, there you go then. The, yeah, the body wants what it wants. I'd had. She'd made me um, veggie uh, toad in the hole. Nice. And I'd had two helpings of that mm-hmm. with roast potatoes. Right, and uh, vegetables and gravy. And then, mate, I'd had two helpings. Again, remember, the family away, there's no one to judge me. And my mum won't judge me. My mum's happier the more I eat, right? <laughs> Fucking had not one, but two helpings of Bakewell tart and custard. Oh, go on, son. Then I came home, got on the sofa. Bloated. Got under a blanket. <laughs> oh. I was I was battered on food. <laughs> <laughs> Off your it was great, uncle. and then I'm just not dozing off, and fucking the keeper, the commentator goes, Della Fue, or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> I opened my eyes, he'd scored a peach. What a goal as well. Fucking hell. There's, what there was, a goal. There was one particular angle of it from kind of the side, from the touchline, where you were behind him, and he did a thing mm. with his foot, and I can't yeah, work out what it thing. was. Alchemy. He allowed his foot to go sort of um, slightly floppy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it, he he made his foot foot go weird and floppy. And got under it, and and I don't know, but fucking hell, it was a, it was a thing I'd never seen done with a foot before. Mm. We I haven't the, seen anyone do that before. Was, I mean, how he did it, how he bent the ball from that position into where it went. He had to. I mean, I don't know if you've seen um, the Lethal Weapon movies, the second one ago, in particular. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one with Patsy well, you know Kensett in, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, second one, Patsy one, yeah. Kensett. Mel Gibson establishes in the early stages of that film that he is capable of dislocating his shoulder right. at will. Yeah. Um, and you, and at the beginning, you wonder, I wonder why he, he, for no reason, has announced that he is capable of doing this. Mm, at the beginning yeah, exactly. of the film. I bet that will come back later. <laughs> yeah. And it does, because some baddies try to... I think it's the one with Joss Ackland as the baddie. You know, <laughs> diplomatic immunity. Revoked. Yeah, right? it is. It is. He, he, I, think I, I think they put him in a straitjacket and throw him in the sea, some evil South Africans. <laughs> and you think, oh, no, Mel Gibson's definitely going to die here. But he doesn't, he dislocates his own shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that would be the end of this franchise. It had so much promise. <laughs> I could I could have seen this going on for He's three, g- maybe four episodes. He seems to be about to die only an hour into this film. Is it a really short yeah. one? So he dislocates his shoulder to escape. And I think that Delafue can do something similar with, with his foot. With I foot. think he's capable of dislocating his yeah. foot from its ankle in order to achieve a certain spin on the ball. I think FIFA need, and then to, he just, FIFA need to get him tested. I think he's probably had surgery done and, and got some kind of hinge well, installed like he's a, into the foot that allows him to do that. It's like that. he's a mutant. He's a mutant, isn't Possibly, he? He's like yeah. one of the X-Men. And he yeah. should be banned. But, you know, that's not for today. That's not a discussion for today. <laughs> Fantastic goal, but he should be banned for life. <laughs> He's a witch. Yeah. We should certainly fucking do a witch trial on him. Yeah, there's not enough of that. And his second days. goal wasn't bad either, the cheeky bastard. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, good football. Good football this afternoon. Do you want to have a look at the, good the predictions from this, this weekend? Yeah, I know you've had a good weekend, mate. Well, it hasn't been that so good. It's been this- all right. Um Nobody managed to predict a correct scoreline. Actually, results bot did. He got Man City one, Brighton nil. But um, who gives a fuck anyway? And uh, you got two points, Sam, which is you know it's all right Mm. for five games. It's not great for someone who's you know got the the finishing line in sight. It's not great, but it's all right. Uh, I got four points, um, so I've closed the gap by another two. Uh, Now you're on one hundred and thirty-two. I'm on one hundred and twenty-three. And uh, what was the You're fi- chipping away. Uh, yeah, I am chipping away. You're trying to chip away, but you've only got six more games. I well, yeah. If six I, more if I gain, rounds. If I gain six, if I gain two points a week on you in those six weeks, that puts yeah. me in front, basically, right on the, the finishing line. Um, yep. I suppose all you can all you can do is keep doing what you're doing. I'm happy right? doing what I'm doing. That's so all you're in control of. I'm quite all you're happy. in control of is doing what you do. Yeah, yeah. And you can't control what I do. No, I don't care what you do. I know, so I, it's the only, all that's I all can you can do, think about. I'm just looking at the predictions and the results and all the fixtures and predicting away. I don't even pay you much attention to where pr- you are. Because what's the point? I learned this a long time ago. You can only predict what's in front of you. Exactly, yeah. Once you start predicting games that aren't in front of you, like imaginary games, yeah. that's when you come a cropper. Yeah. You can only predict what's in front of you. You've got to play the fixtures sh- and not play the man. And that's that's how I'm treating yeah, and it. And 
I don't know why I'm giving you this advice because obviously we're locked in a battle, but I think there's a professional respect between well, us as predictors. I, I know this anyway. You're not telling me anything I don't know and nothing that I'm yeah, all right, not already applying to my predictions well, week on week. take it as you will. Take it as you will. I'm not even going to say whether I'm going to take your advice or not. Like, fine. Because all right, if I told I'll, you I'll, I was going to... If I said thank you, you might see that as some kind of weakness. So I'm not going to say anything. Fine, you don't need to thank me. I will assume you're taking my advice I, on board. I, I, I'll say this. I am acknowledging that you have given me that advice and that that's it. The, revi- that, the advice has I, been heard. I, I accept your acknowledgement. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, I think we should. Red Hot Contents! Andy, have you ever thought about shaving your pubes? Not really, no. What brings this well, up, Sam? Nor had I until <laughs> about a year or two ago right. when um, it sort of, I didn't realise it had become so prevalent amongst young people to the extent that in an office discussion with some younger people, yeah. not very young, I'm not sounding nonsense, kind of, yeah, mostly millennials, yeah. right? And they're talking about it, and I went, fuck, and I made some joke remark without sort of thinking ahead and realising I was easily the oldest person involved in the conversation. Referring to the fact that men who shaved their pubes are are weird because to men of our generation, it's a super weird thing to get involved in. Yeah. What I hadn't realised, or I sort of had forgotten, is that not only is it no longer weird, it's a standard practice as, I don't know, you or I getting our hair cut. And... It's as, do they it's, do this at it's home? Complete, do, they, do they go to some compl- kind of I don't know. third party? I don't know, but someone said when I made this joke, D- what, don't don't you groom down there at all? And I groom? went, of course I fucking don't. Like, well, it, you might as well have asked me whether I fucking ate my own shit. <laughs> all right? <laughs> right, because that to me, hmm. that to me, and maybe I'm just a dinosaur, seems strange. And people were like, pretty weird, mate. Pretty weird. Wow. A few people took the piss, and even the ones who didn't take the piss, it's even worse when they're sort of almost a bit sympathetic, like quite a weird thing these days to admit so that you just let it grow wild, right? So I'm like, well, whatever. I don't care. I'm not changing for anyone. No. I am what I am, and I am not going to fucking get involved. I've got enough on my plate, right, yeah. without having to worry about how well groomed my pubes are. Also, as well, fashion is cyclical. So if it's, if it it's is, fashionable exactly, to, to shave it at the minute, that's going to change eventually. Uh, this is bizarre. Well, it's because, exactly why. Because the last few years, we've gone through this trend where, where young men have, have seemed compelled to grow fucking lumberjack beards on their faces yeah. while at the same time yeah. shaving their pubes. Shaving. Correct. What's the deep that psychological meaning of that then? Why don't... Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I tell you what, they're fucking confused, aren't they? They're living a lie. You know, when you asked me that question, I thought, I haven't, yeah. I've never done that. But I had some kind of little, little faint reminiscence in the back of my head and I couldn't quite figure what, what it was or where it was from. Then I remembered, mm. vasectomy, pre-vasectomy. Oh, yeah. I so they, they shaved them for yeah, you? No, no, I'd do it myself on the morning before I went in. What, why is that? Because the NHS cutbacks? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they just told you to just do it yourself before you went now, in. Now, Mr. Dawson, in the past, we would have had a professional qualified pube shaver yeah. here on the ward. But unfortunately, because of Tory austerity, 
we no longer have them because actually most of them were from Commonwealth countries mm. like the West Indies, and uh, that's they've gone back. Now. They've all gone back. They've gone back because of um, Theresa May's hostile environment. Yeah. And so we and we can't afford to train up new pube shavers. So I'm afraid that you will be expected to come in ready shaved. Yeah, that's what they asked for. But it wasn't. It wasn't even fucking, this, this fucking austerity. That would have been Jeremy fucking Hunt. That yeah. No, this is this Make, is well, making, this was like 2011. This is years ago. Long well, time it's ago. Still under Tory austerity, well, it was, mate. Yeah. But it wasn't a ward. It wasn't a ward. It was almost like a while you wait kind of service, like going to get a tattoo done or something. You went in, or I went in. And pre-shaved, um, waited in the waiting room, went through to what was just a consulting room, basically, with a table in the middle of it, mm. L- laid, stripped off, laid down. They did the business. Uh, local, when you local say anesthetic. stripped off, did you strip off completely? Just below the waist, just the necessary right, area. Okay. Would have been funny if you'd, they'd said, if you just remove your pants and you go, no, yeah, I'd I'm rather get this. fully new, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> If it's all the same to you. This is a significant moment <laughs> in my life. I'd like to be completely starkers for it. So, no. So, I was naked when I was born, and I'll be <laughs> naked now. <laughs> You're taking away from me the gift of creating life. So for that, I would like to be as naked as God made me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and the uh, and I go up on the table, and the doctor, the doctor is called Dr. Contractor. Believe it or not. <laughs> Fucking true story. I think he was in the revolution. Prince's band. <laughs> Prince's keyboard player, wasn't he? Dr. Contractor. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he actually did for sex music in real life man. as well. Because a couple of my mates yeah. had, had them done previously, and they, they also had Dr. Contractor, so we spoke, oh, right. we, we would speak hey. of him in mythical hushed yeah, tones. Yeah, because he... Because he, they say, don't they? They go now. If it works out well for you, here's my card. I'd appreciate it if you told your mates if you've got any mates who are in the market for a vasectomy. Yeah, and they're in the pub going, "You, Andy, <laughs> if you're thinking about it, mate, you can't go far wrong with Doctor Con- Contractor. Contractor." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Doctor Contractor, and I, I laid down uh, he, the local anaesthetic. He he did the business. I felt nothing. Uh, but I can still remember the smell of the uh, the tubes being cauterized with these. Yeah, I've these, heard a few people say about that. Fucking, you can feel your spunk your spunk yeah. tubes being cauterized. What yeah. what what would you compare that smell to? Burning flesh. <laughs> like, did it smell like when you burn the bacon? Kind of a bit. It's like nothing else I've ever smelled before. But if I were to smell it again, I'd know it a mile off. Mm. Trust me, I'd know. Someone's been vasectomized here. Somebody in this room has been vasectomised. I recognise that smell. Well, we've got a mutual friend who I know listens to the podcast, so I won't name him. Right. But I saw him the other day, and he's getting a vasectomy as well. Right. And I said, I'm starting to feel a bit left out. And he's had one. (laughs) Now you're having one. I think I might have one, right? And so I I, I told the missus. I told the missus as well. I said, uh, I'm thinking of having a vasectomy. She went, why? And I went, well, Andy's had one, and Dave's. I said, Dave's having one. You just said his and name. She went, and she went, yeah. And I went, so I thought I'd have one. She just fucking shook her head and left the room. I had no better justification than the fact that I knew two people, yeah. one of whom had a vasectomy, and the other one was going to have a vasectomy. Yeah. And that was enough to make you fucking. It was just peer pressure. And yet pathetic. no one was applying pressure to me. No, you just choose to do it. And the, then, the, anyway, then, uh, then he said, 
after afterwards he said, Right, go home now. I said, What do I do? Do you know do I take any um tablets or anything? You know, what do I do to because it was fucking painful. And he said, if you get some um <laughs> get some um women's panty liners Fuck. He says, no, no, seriously, he says, get the tightest, yeah. tightest underpants or boxer shorts you can get, right? The smallest size you can you can wear um, and get some <laughs> panty liners around your balls and oh. just that just keep them in place for the next few days till the pain subsides. It's more of a dull ache than a pain. But he says, do that. Uh, try not to make any sudden movements. Do you know what I mean? Um, and he says, I recommend you go home and lie on the sofa and have a bottle of wine or two. To help the pain go away. Double doctor contractor said. Contractor said this, yeah. Contractor prescribed me uh, a couple of bottles of wine. And it was a Saturday and it was international weekend. So there was live matches on from about 2pm right through till 10pm that night. You must have been thinking, this is dreamland. I was like a pig in shit. It was fucking Doctor contractor, you can come again. Yeah. Can I get the? Can I get the? Fucking... Although ironically, of course, you've never come again. No. Or, well, I don't know if it prevents no, you from no, having the, an the, orgasm. The, the, I the, believe no, that's the case. No, it's just a gas now. It's just yeah. a vapor. But um, you know, yeah. can't have everything. Well, yeah, so I might get one. Anyway, I didn't shave my pubes after that conversation no. for a couple of years, and then at about oh God, you mean you did? I think it was back in January this year. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd let. My, uh, you know, like I'm a bald man, yeah. but I still shave my head because of its patches, and mm-hmm. I don't like it getting too long. And my eyebrows had also grown, and my face, like my beard, needed a shave. Mm. And so some days I just like to go right. Time for a fucking freshen up. Yeah. So I got in the bathroom, and I shaved my face. Then I trimmed my eyebrows with one of those Remington eyebrow nasal hair trimmers. Yeah. Two in one. Right. Yeah. Because they do go a bit Dennis Healy sometimes. I use tweezers on mine. Uh, I get a, I get a rogue oh. stray, like a really fucking oh. thick individual hair. And you pull it by the I root, a, do you? Yeah, pull it out. Yeah, one. I don't. I don't use yeah, a fucking well, shiver or anything. That's because that's because you're you're a tough northerner. That's what it is. Yeah, because you can take that yeah. sort of pain down there. No, I'm into it. It's a remin. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking come out, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's me on the sofa with a bottle of wine now for the afternoon. <laughs> I stick some fucking panty liner on my eyebrow and get pissed up in front of the football. Uh, so anyway, I'd shaved my face, I'd done the eyebrows, then I kneel over the bath and I shave my head with the clippers, yeah. right? And I was naked. I can't remember mm. why. Don't don't ask. Oh no, I don't know. I think I'd come out of the shower, shave my head naked, stood up, caught sight of my magnificent physique. In the in the uh, mirror, and then I looked at my pubes. I thought the old pubes there. Never did get round to shaving them. Then I looked at the clippers still in my hand, my head clippers. I thought, fuck it, I'll do it now. Why not? And I just fucking went for it. Typical delirium. And then, I, yeah, I mean, you got to understand. There was forty-four years worth of well, forty-three. Well, I suppose I didn't start growing pubes till I was about ten, eleven. But still, well over 30 years worth of pube there. Yeah. So I got stuck into it. It took longer than I thought. And in the end, I just got bored. And that is the end of my story. Other than to say it made no difference in my life one way or the other. No. But I think it was stupid of me because those fucking... If I just slipped just a tiny amount, Mm. I could have shaved my ball bag open, couldn't I? You could have, yeah. You could have... So it wasn't worth the gamble. your cock off, possibly. Yeah. I never know. I don't know why they do it. Did you get any feedback from your wife after you'd done it? 
She didn't notice. <laughs> By the time she realised it, it all grown back. Uh, she didn't. She didn't notice as far as I know. And then, like, I did say it to her at one point, and she just sort of. I think she might have tutted and shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's marriage, mate. I might, I might have a go myself. I mean, I'm a single man. I don't have anybody to answer to. Uh, no one no. can judge me in that area. It's between me and the Lord. So I might have a no, go. No, but hang on. What? You're forgetting the dog. The dog. The dog might see you no, naked the dog's and not go. Going to see me naked. No. Oh, It'll be confused. It'll go, Randy, what's happening to your boobs? <laughs> you scared me. <laughs> you scared me. Can I, just, can I just say once and for all, the dog never sees me naked, Sam. I'll make sure that well, never happens. It doesn't follow me everywhere. Really? But what if you're getting out of the shower? You know what dogs are like? They're sneaking, nah, getting anyway. Nah, Scratching, nah. They might catch you by surprise. Nah, bathroom door's always shut. He never gets in. No You're chance. not a never nude, are you? Like what's his name? Tobias Funke. <laughs> the development. No, no. Yeah. No, just uh, just, just just never alone. in front of the dog. Just a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I might okay. do that. I'll report back if I do. But maybe I won't. Yeah. Who knows? Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Can I read something serious out? Yeah, okay. I found on Twitter. It's a, it's a series of tweets by a comedian called uh, Tiffany Stevenson that I've just read earlier on, right? Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. good. Um, uh, it's fairly long, but, you know, it's, it's no worse than any of the fucking letters we read out. Uh, it's, she's, it's called A Thread of Harassment in Several Parts, and she says, 1am, Northern Line. Having finished my late-night shows, I get on the train at Leicester Square, as do two young women in their early 20s. Following them on is a drunk man, not wearing a coat, about six foot, and talking at them. They are nervously responding politely in that way that women do when they want to make a situation okay. He starts saying, come back to mine, I have a garden and a roof terrace. At this point he has stood up. The girls clock me and I monitor the situation. He then begins to ask them where they're from, where they live, and one of the girls says, don't tell him, and the other changes the conversation. This man has been indulged because it's late at night and he's a threat. He repeatedly asks them where they live. One of the girls strikes up a conversation with me about my bag, a tactic women often use, which I now know means I have to intervene. The man takes exception to us talking and sits down next to them. One of the girls recognises me and we start talking about comedy, at which point the guy leans in again to ask where they are going. I say, dude, leave them alone. They're not interested. And he's immediately so aggressive. What's it got to do with you? We're having a conversation. They want to talk to me. I say, no, they don't. They're being polite and you're not taking a hint. Then he flies into a narcissistic rage. I say, go away and stop asking them where they live. And the girls ask him to leave them alone. 
Then he's screaming at me, how dare you, we were just talking. I say, no, you were cracking onto them and inviting them back to your house. Then he screams, no, I never, don't you dare put words in my mouth, you fucking bitch, aggressively jabbing his fingers in my face. I say, calm down, take the no and leave them alone. At this point, another guy on the train gets up and moves down the carriage because he can see what's going on. Rage Dude is now shouting and jabbing about how I make stuff up and the girls reiterate how they'd like to be left alone. Then a last gasp form of defence, he shouts, I'm gay, what do you think I'm going to do to them? And I say, so what? Which he wasn't expecting. I say, when women are alone at night, men are a threat. Also, I didn't believe that for a second as I've never known any of my gay male friends to pitch a shit fit when being asked why they were harassing women at night and also they don't harass <laughs> vulnerable women at night. Also, as a broad rule, they were on side with feminists. He then said, it's fine, I'm getting off the next stop anyway. I said, actually, it's not fine. And I point out that another man has moved down the carriage to sit with us because of his aggressive behaviour. The women are very sweet and thank me for intervening and I can't not because I've experienced this shit my whole life. Also, we always have to look after each other. I've spoken about this in my stand-up before because I'm tired of the lack of nuance around it. Some tired idea that men aren't allowed to talk to women anymore. Of course you can, but don't approach them at night when they're vulnerable and take the hint when they don't want to. That's your ego, men. When you get a no, take it. Don't repeatedly ask them where mm. they live. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the end of it. And I just thought, I just thought, you know, I keep, I keep reading threads like this on Twitter of incidents like this that happen. And some of the emails that we've had and i think some of the men that listen to this podcast don't exactly know where boundaries are and things like that and i think mm. men if you ever feel like doing that and you want to talk to a woman on a bus or on a train late at night when you've had a drink fucking don't ever don't ever do it because yeah. they're not interested all they're thinking about is about how to get home safely and not be fucking bothered by a man i say like if you're not sure just don't if you're in two minds you're thinking there because you're pissed. Yeah. And you're thinking, maybe she does want me to speak to her. Just like err on the side of caution yeah. and never do it. Yeah, never do it. You're pissed, you're a bit horny, you're a little bit desperate, and you think that a woman who's on her own might want to talk to you and possibly go back to your house with you. No, that's not what they fucking want. They want to fucking get home safe and just not be fucking bothered by anybody. So just fucking don't ever do it. It's weird, right? It's so weird that you should bring this up because when I was at my mum's earlier, she was telling me about how now she's older, she doesn't like being out in the dark mm. uh, on her own, right? And she was telling me a, a story about getting a bus home the other night from quite far away and having to wait for a long time for the bus. And she got the sense that there was a bloke staring at her and it went on for ages and she... In the end, she got so panicked because the bus was taking so long. She saw a black cab parked up and she was so nervous. She thought, fuck it, fuck the expense. I'm going to get in this cab to yeah. try and get away yeah. from this bloke who's staring at me. Anyway, she said, I, I started crossing the road to get to this cab when suddenly a bus did come over the horizon. So she ran back to the bus stop, right? right. Ran across the road, ran, jumped on the bus, sat down relieved thank god i didn't you know i got away from the blow and i didn't have to pay for a taxi and she said i started panicking should it was like something in a thriller because i was sitting in front of a glass panel and as i looked up i saw in the reflection him sat right behind oh, me he hell. crept on the bus i was like fucking hell she told the story so well it was like fucking fatal attraction or something <laughs> anyway in the end she called her husband and got him to come and meet her like halfway home yeah. but one of the bus stops it was all right and she said, I'm really nervous. And I was telling her, uh, you know, why'd you get so nervous? It was probably nothing. And she went, 
Well, I had quite a few bad incidents when I was younger. Yeah. She told me a few stories that happened to her when she was like a younger woman in her 20s, in the 60s, right? Where she'd been harassed quite badly and followed home and stuff like that, right? And uh, I said, well, I might be naive, Mum, but I think things are slightly different now. I said, she went, why? And I said, areas are busier. There are cameras everywhere. I said, plus culturally, I think... You know, we live in a less sexist time and blokes aren't as convinced anymore that all women are fair game just there to be chatted up or bothered. And uh, she went, well, maybe you're right. And now I've come home, spoken to you, (laughs) and almost like a sign from God. It's like, no, mate, you're living in fucking cloud cuckoo land. There are still cunts everywhere. And I'll say this, I wrote this down earlier, right, because I'm making notes on a new uh, project that I'm working on, which isn't strictly to do with this subject. But I was writing out little thoughts to go into this thing I'm writing. And one of them was, you don't have to apologise for being a man. You just have to apologise for being a cunt, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I was tra- because that thing of like, oh, you're not allowed to talk to women anymore. I thought to myself, you know, you hear it time and time again. Fucking idiots, losers. Yeah. Saying, well, it's all gone the other way now. You have to be careful what you do. You can't even look at a woman. Yeah. You've got to be fucking careful. You can't go out, can't do anything. Someone's crying, rape, or talking about it. You've got to apologise just for being a man. And that is, you're either really stupid, or even worse, you understand that's not true. You're being purposefully disingenuous to try and turn yeah, you exactly. and people like you into the victims, yeah. right? Uh, you don't need to worry about being a man. It's just if you're a cunt that you've got yeah. a problem. And deep down, you probably know if you are one or not. Fucking, I hope you do. I don't. I'm not sure people do. I'm not sure people do. But there you go. You know, if you if you're on, well, if you're out late at in night, many ways, you and I are here to tell people they are. Yeah, because they look up to us for some fucking weird reason. <laughs> they do. They're talking a cunt. I, um, I just say before we, before we move on. Also, yeah. first of all. Don't fucking talk to women you don't know late at night in public places. They're not no. interested. Secondly, they don't like um, it. Secondly, if you are a man and you see that kind of thing happened, be like that man in that story, and you don't have to fucking intervene, but just make your presence felt and just you know try. If something has to be done, then you know be there to do it. Don't just fucking sit back or turn the other way and watch. Watch. I women think that's a harassed. good point actually because a lot of people have been in situations I've been in situations I think most blokes have where you see something happening and it might be towards a woman or it might be to be in, towards another bloke you never know and anything, anything where you feel that someone's being a bit out of order bullying harassing another person mm. and of course everyone from time to time gets caught in a dilemma where they think do I want to get involved and be like a have a go hero yeah. so to speak right or is that gonna maybe escalate the situation exactly make it worse for me blah 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 but the bloke in that story did a good thing and you're advocating the same which is you don't have to charge over guns blazing and give it the no. John Wayne sometimes just, just making there. yourself visible on yeah. presence will yeah. diffuse it a little bit because the other fella will know that the stakes are slightly higher because yeah. not because you're a man or a tough man or anything just there's another individual there yeah because exactly. people like this like to try and get away with things don't they power thing isn't it yeah anyway there we go um, have you got anything else you want to add for this episode grinds to a halt? <laughs> um, couple of things uh, that I just thought of and made and texted myself about earlier today. On my way to my mum's, I had to get on the scooter and go over Hammersmith Bridge, right? Which yeah. is a bridge that sort of links my area to my mum's area. And it's fucking boat race day, isn't it? 
Now, boat race day has been an issue throughout my life because I've always, or a lot, most of my life, I've lived in or around the the boat race route. The shadow of the boat race, exactly. And I realised I've always been a bit offish about it, and I've sometimes thought maybe I'm just a grumpy cunt. These people are just trying to have fun. It's a fun day out by the river. Maybe I'm just being a fucking idiot with a chip on my shoulder about. Oxbridge and Oxford and Cambridge and all that stuff. But today, as I went over the bridge, I thought, no, Sam, you've been right all along. This is a cunts event, <laughs> right? Not so much even the cunts in the boat, because fair enough, they're having a, that's what they do, right? That's their thing, rowing. And they're, and they're presumably good at it. You've got to be good, yeah. right? And they're, fair enough, great. Big sporting achievement taking part in a boat race. Mm. But these fuckers who turn up, fucking thousands of them and line the river around west london and southwest london right they're all just on a massive fucking piss up fine we all like a piss up as well or i used to i'm I'm not a stranger to the appeal of a of an all-day piss up right (laughs) but it's the fucking atmosphere andy is awful first of all right this is one of the most multicultural areas in the country ordinarily right yeah hammersmith but not today. Not on fucking boat race day, mate. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like Jon Snow on Channel 4 News, but fuck me, it's white by the River Thames today, right? And I don't know what that tells us, but it's something. And and, a, and there's a lot of braying, and there's a lot of pims being drunk. Oh, God. And I just think to myself, stop all pretending you're really fucking into this, because all this is is a bunch of fucking strangers rowing a boat along a dirty bit of river, yeah. right? You can't work out what the fuck's going on. It is... I'm not undermining, like, the sport in itself. I'm sure it's a fucking... An, an amazing thing to take part in. But as a spectator sport, it's shit. Yeah. So all it is is an excuse for a bunch of cunts to be down by the river, getting pissed up on pims, um, and it, there's one, and I've got a few dark memories as well. Like when I was quite young, like obviously people in the area would go down there and get pissed up. And one year, my brother got punched by a Morris dancer. There's no other way I can put it, and that is a source of real shame. It must be not just for him, but the family that's, as a yeah, whole. That's going to scar you forever. That you, you don't want to, you don't want to be known for getting beaten up by a Morris dancer but that is what happened to him um he 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 was down by the river and he had this mate who was a dickhead who was really pissed up they were only 16 and there was these Morris dancers you get all sorts of silly bastards down by the river on boat race day and some Morris dancers had turned up from fucking Cornwall or somewhere and were putting on a show well Morris dancing is fucking stupid isn't it yeah so so my brother's mate's clocked it and he's paralytic right he's had a and goal. he's decided and these morris dancers they weren't doing it with the sticks they were doing it with the hankies which is even more daft than Fuck. the stick type yeah waving hankies about so this bloke tony has staggered into the middle of the morris dance right and got out a tissue like a handy andy <laughs> tissue a snot rag right started waving it about and hopping about amongst them yeah so everyone's sort of laughing and cheering him on and the morris dancers are kind of clearly pissed off, but they don't want to make a big deal out of it, and they want to make out that, hey, Morris dancing is just a fun cultural thing. 
that you know and we're not going to be uptight about it clearly they take it fucking seriously yeah. and are uptight about we it right take a joke. but they let him we carry on with it plus joke. he's only basically a kid he's 16 and they're all men right anyway it, that happens and it's over and done with i remember being there seeing that and i was probably i must have been like nine or something but i could tell it was a bit dicey even at that age i thought these morris dancers don't look too happy oh well later that <laughs> night my brother comes home with his face quite badly smashed right because they'd stayed by the river until things had calmed down a bit and they're in the dregs of the drinkers and by this stage they're really fucking lagging right and one of the morris dancers comes out sees my brother's mate tony and he goes you're the cheeky cunt who came and fucking took the piss out of us earlier and this bloke tony's going ah oh yeah mate it was only a bit of fun do you know the morris dancer did he took this bloke tony's glasses off his face and and flung him in the River Thames. <laughs> At which point, my brother sort of stood in and went, Oi, that's out of order. He was only a kid, but he was standing up for his mate. And the fucking Morris dancer decked him. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucked up. I mean, so every time I've seen a Morris dancer since then, mm. I haven't. You know, basically, I've I've got a prejudice against Morris dancers yeah. and the boat race in general. You've felt a kind of underlying aggression every time you've seen a Morris dancer in any scenario since then. They're not everything they make themselves no, out they. to be, right? Yeah. They're not. Do you know what I think they are? Do you know what they are? What if are you they? really think about it, they are the closest we in the UK have yeah. to America's Ku Klux Klan. Very probably, yeah. You don't see very many... Uh, Black Morris dancers, let's just say that. You, you don't see Black Morris dancers. And look it, they're from rural communities. Yeah. Right? They like dressing they up. They dress up in weird costumes. Yeah. They travel in gangs. They cite, they cite tradition, right? That's their fucking excuse for all the weird exactly, shit they get yeah. up to. This is a tradition. And while we have no evidence that any Morris dancers have ever lynched black people in this country what we do know is that my brother's mate tony was half spanish ah there you go then and they hunted him down yeah. took his glasses yeah. and threw him in the river and my brother dumb well we're kind of part irish and this it, is the 80s yeah. there was a lot of prejudice against exactly, the irish so yeah they punched him they threw a spaniard's glasses away <laughs> there are Ku Klux clan mate i think and the sooner yeah. we face up to it the better yeah i think you're absolutely right one last thing really one last thing yeah but you do need to know it uh, my cousin Bruce, who is also a listener, I think, uh, knows that I'm home alone and um, he's looking out for me. So he'd alerted me to the fact that, I don't know if you remember at Christmas, I got really into the Lightly Lads Christmas special 1974. Of course he did, quite right. Yeah. So, so Bruce had got in touch to alert me to the fact that on Amazon Prime, uh, the Lightly Lads feature film was available for four ninety nine to rent. Right. I have rented it. And I'm halfway through already. Yeah. I started watching it, Andy, the moment I'd waved my wife and kids off this morning. <laughs> I sat down immediately and started watching The Lightly Lads. And it's, I mean, you'll know it inside out because it contains a, a moment that you once claimed was the best bit that you'd ever seen in anything. Yes. And I'd just seen it now. Yes. Which is when he goes down to see Terry Fishing. He goes, I'd offer you a beer, but I've only got six cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I realised, and I thank you for turning me on to the Lightly Lads more than I've been in the past, that the Lightly Lads is not just very funny. It is, uh, it's it's like poetry. It's like a philosophical meditation on the human condition. Yeah. I mean, 
there's some fucking deep shit yeah, that it's, Bob it's, comes it's out with. It's sociopolitical, isn't it? It's about fucking men. Fucking hell, some of the shit he says is like life. existential. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It fucking makes you ask some pretty harsh questions of yourself. And um, so I'm a big fan, and I will spend the rest of the evening watching the rest of that. Good for you. Right, we're going to be back tomorrow then with a delve into the uh, the mailbag from the Cunters. Uh, so, yeah. thanks for listening. Ta-da. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.